Hey everybody, welcome to Artist Soapbox. Artist Soapbox is a podcast featuring triangle area artists talking about their work, their plans, their manifestos. I am your host, Tamara Kassane. If you aren't already familiar with PAL, I'd like to bring that organization to your attention, particularly if you are a parent artist or caregiver. The acronym PAL stands for Parent Artist Advocacy League for Performing Arts and Media. PAL is a national community, resource hub, and solutions generator for individuals with caregiver responsibilities and institutions who strive to support them. I am a parent artist. If you don't know me personally, I have a preschooler and a middle schooler. And on the best of days, it's a challenge to navigate family and work responsibilities. During the COVID-19 epidemic, with school closures, theater closures, and gig cancellations, the challenges are even greater. If you have the resources to do so during these strange and uncomfortable times, I encourage you to donate to artist funds at the local and national level. I'll include some of those links in the show notes. PAL is offering an online series for workplace and connection, as well as a series of Broadway masterclasses and story times for you and your kids. Proceeds support the artists and the PAL COVID Emergency Relief Fund. I'll also include a link to PAL resources and a blog post by Rachel Spencer Hewitt, the founder of PAL. It is titled, Supporting Artists with Families in Our COVID-19 Plans. PAL outlines three action items that must be included in institutional strategies and protocols moving forward to protect artists with caregiver responsibilities. These include creating structural support for schools and daycares closing, creating opportunities for remote work for staff and freelancers, creating a digital game plan for a more humane future. There's also a very thoughtful and powerful series of essays on parenting that you can find on the HowlRound Theatre Commons website. I'll include all of these links in the show notes. If you know artists with caregiving responsibilities, particularly if they have children or family members who require extra attention and care, now would be a great time to reach out. Caregiving can be an unsung and isolating experience, and it can be really nice to hear from a friend. Okay, on to this episode. Since the beginning of this year, I've had the opportunity to speak with several of the PAL chief reps from across the country. In this episode, I'm speaking with Pamela Campy-Spee, the PAL chief rep in Seattle. Pamela is an AEA stage manager and mom to a wonderful daughter and excitable black lab. Pamela works primarily on musicals at regional theaters around the greater Seattle area. She loves new works, reading with her kiddo, and spending time outside as a family. Our conversation took place on March 17, 2020, so we do talk about COVID-19 and the effect on parent artists and caregivers. Pamela talks about why she became involved in Seattle PAL, her hopes for the future, the importance of conversation and asking questions, and more. Enjoy the episode. How are you doing out there? You know, it's an it's an adjustment. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an adjustment. Everything's closed as it is everywhere, and that is affecting this community in a huge way. 
we, I was working on a, and I can't say was, I am, because <laughs> I have hope that we will get to do some of it, mm-hmm. um, working on a brand new musical that was, our opening date was Thursday. Oh. Uh, so we found out on Wednesday that we weren't going to get to open uh, even, and we did a run on, we did a run through on Thursday evening for some family and friends so that they could get to see it. And we actually got to do about five runs of the show as far as like, you know, getting it under, getting it underneath us. But we're currently now on hiatus until further notice, uh, which is wonderful of the company. They're keeping us, they're keeping us on hiatus so that we could potentially do some of the run. Cause we were supposed to run for about, we were supposed to run till mid-April in one of their locations and then again until mid-May and then their other location. So we have hope that we might get to do some of it. It's an interesting time as my for my mama heart too because that show has some youth performers as the leads in the show as well as in the ensemble. So watching them feel this was a really it was a really interesting not interesting in a good way obviously but interesting part of this whole process. Uh, was watching them feel the emotions of what we always feel, you know, when we're opening a show and when the show closes and we have to move on to the next thing, but on like a much bigger teenage emotion scale and more compact and more of a and more of a condensed time frame because they're feeling all these emotions that they wouldn't normally have to worry about opening week, opening week. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry that that happened. It's really heartbreaking. And I think that I know that we're really, you know, we're we're right in the midst of this. So it's hard to make any kind of predictions or see what's going to come from, from this epidemic. But do you have any observations or thoughts about, you know, what might be revealed or, or how things might change for parent artists or for theater people in general? I think it we were already heading this direction right that the the conversation has been so great lately or at least in, around here it seems that the conversation has increased about how to support parent artists already I think it's just going to increase that much more the challenge I you know I worry about is that because the resources are going to be spread so thin when we get back or at least I assume they will you know these are all my assumptions of course I assume that you know the resources are going to be spread so thin that it might be a challenge to um, support anyone really, but the the parent artists in the way that we are hoping for. But I also mm-hmm. think it brings to light the the importance of supporting the parent artists. I, mm-hmm. I really hope that 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 continues to be made really clear that parent artists are a part of this community and that we are here. We're not still not going anywhere, even after all of this, you know, so I'm not sure what's going to be brought to light, but I do hope the conversation continues. And I think it will, because I think all the parent artists are, though, at least the ones I've talked to are not giving up in any way. We're not, we're not stepping back. We're coming, we're planning to jump back in when things happen again. And that's the goal. Yeah. I'm really hoping that these, those conversations can start right back up again. So Pamela, you are the PAL chief rep for Seattle currently. Why did you decide to take on that position? As a stage manager, I I get to I've learned that I get to hear a lot about what people are going through in their personal lives. You know, there's not 
there's a different connection between a stage manager and their company than there is between the producing company and the company. There's just like a, there's just a different relationship there because you're in the thick of it together and you're there to support each other. And that's, you know, as of course my job as stage manager to uplift the company. And I can't do that unless I understand what's going on in their lives outside of work, you know, as a result of that, I get to hear a lot about what's really happening and what's what what their struggles really are and i found i was i found i was hearing a lot about the the struggles of of my parent friends and hearing a lot about you know well i just need somebody to watch my son for 30 minutes so i can go to this audition or like we just wish the schedule hadn't changed because now we have to find different childcare you know we were just was hearing a lot about the ways you know, people weren't saying I need this thing, but like just saying, I wish to be a lot. Mm-hmm. I wish this were the case. I wish this were the case, or I wish this weren't the case. Hearing that, I realized that I was kind of in a unique position as a stage manager to maybe advocate for some of my fellow parent artists in a way that they necessarily not couldn't always necessarily do for themselves. It's hard, as we all know, when we're negotiating contracts or trying to figure things out, you know, you don't want to lose a job, lose a job for some reason, including that you need childcare or need additional support. Um, Never, never should be a way that producers deal with that. But you never know what they're going to know how they're going to react to that information. Or you decide, you know, they can't help and you still decide to take the contract and then you have to scramble or whatever it may be. I found that there's a way that I can maybe advocate because I don't need the same things from a producer that maybe some of my actor or performer friends do. You know, I don't stand in front of them in an audition room. That's not how we get jobs. And I'm often standing in front of different people asking for work. I found that I'm excited to really start pushing for some assistance for my fellow parent artists and I, you know, I've been in the community here in Seattle for over a decade. So I've gotten to know people and I've done a number of different roles on the producing side. So I've gotten to know some of the people in the various theaters pretty well. And I feel like I can have conversations with them pretty honestly and openly about, you know, ways that they could help. And that excited me to think about. And so that's part of why I decided to take this on is because I really feel like I could use that position in a really positive way for everyone. So are there unique challenges or opportunities associated with being a parent artist in Seattle? And I realize that this is, you know, a generalization, but from your perspective. I mean, I don't know that there are, they're that different than anywhere else in the country right now. And right now being not in this time of pandemic. Right. You know, the things we, I've heard about a lot are needing, finding Childcare in the evenings, finding childcare for auditions. It's childcare is incredibly expensive here in Seattle, as I know that it is everywhere else in the country as well. The city itself is pretty expensive to live in, so folks are fairly scattered as far as they're all over the greater Seattle area. So you know, having to commute and factor that time in, and then the normal the normal struggles of all of us in in this industry. So I don't know that there's anything unique to Seattle, but those are definitely the big things that I've heard about as far as um, childcare. You mentioned that the conversation was happening in the Seattle community. So are you seeing 
Is it just an increase in conversation or are people trying to approach this in creative ways? I'm seeing producing companies way more open to these conversations, actually. I've had days myself where I've been like, we don't have childcare today. My child will be in the booth with me. And I, my production manager's like, okay, mm-hmm. figure it out. That's fine. You know, I'm seeing just a much more open reaction to my child's going to be around during the day while I am here at my job. And like, that is really encouraging to see. I know there's a lot more ways we can support than the last minute. Oh gosh, I can't find anything else. Please let me bring my child to work today. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot more we can do in advance of that. But hearing that people are having that same reaction from a producer when they're like, well, I have to sorry, (laughs) I'm bringing my child with me for X amount of time or, you know, hearing that producers are reacting in such an open way to that is really encouraging to me. And part of why I think that the conversations are happening and that we can drive it forward from there Mm -hmm. um, in a really, really good way, mostly because they're starting to see that it's not a problem to have that be the case. You know, I think that the resistance to it for a long time to having either children in the workplace or, um, you know, providing those things for parent artists is they, that a lot of the companies perhaps didn't understand the benefits of having people who are parents in their workplace or people who are parents, you know, in their productions, as we, who are parents know, it's just, there's another level that you operate on that I can only say from my personal experience is beneficial. That's why I believe the conversation's happening. I'm hearing more about producers reacting so well to those needs. And I'm hoping we can use that to propel forward, you know, further help and, and more that we can do for our community. Could you talk a little bit about your own journey and experience and maybe throw in what you see as some of the benefits of being a parent uh, artist in the room? I mean, I've always, uh, part of how I ended up being a stage manager is I've always kind of had a mom brain. (laughs) (laughs) Your brain is like, what? your your soft focus is incredible. You're watching a million things at once. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of what drew me to to be a stage manager in the first place is that I always got got called mom when I was in high school and college, you know, by my friends, because I was always that person. (laughs) Aside from that, from my experience, it has being a parent has not changed me, but really grown me in a way, you know, there are things that I let roll off so much easier because Mm -hmm. they really don't matter. (laughs) You know, when you, you're like, well, that's, you know, I've, I've just found that I'm, I'm, I'm even calmer, which is something I had already prided myself on, but I'm even calmer. I'm able to kind of look from more angles at things I've learned because I'm having to right now learn how to look at things from a three and a half year old's perspective. And that, that is um, new and challenging, but teaching me so much about perspective and about really hearing where someone else is coming from. Granted, it's a little better with adults or with older performers. <laughs> because my three and a half year old just screams it at me sometimes. <laughs> but and I don't, right. and I don't understand what she's saying. Whereas an adult is like, let me tell you my concerns. I'm like, yeah, tell me your concerns. I will let me hear those. And I'm able to kind of assess in a different way. It's just a different, I don't know, there's an assessment part of your brain that has heightened, I feel, or at least for my brain has heightened, which I deeply appreciate. 
So I know that we're in the midst of sort of unprecedented times. So I'm not even sure how to actually set this question up. But usually I ask a question like, what do you plan to do in 2020 in the PAL chapter in Seattle? Or, you know, how how would you like to move forward as an organization? Do you have any thoughts about how how PAL might be able to be there for people this year? I have a few things that I've already started to work on, although we'll see if these conversations are halted right now. My main focus is being a a resource uh, for people, mostly for people to reach out and say, hey, I don't know what to do here. Do you have a device or can you connect me with someone who does? Mm -hmm. That, I think, is a big thing for me, knowing that like someone is here if you just want hey, I'm negotiating this contract and these are the things I'm asking for. Would you help me look, figure out how to ask for those things? You know, that and then, you know, emailing out and putting out resources for everyone to be connected with. You know, I just, thankfully, PAL is, is working really hard right now on making sure resources are coming forward for parent artists and for artists in general during this time that we're in. You know, making sure I'm sharing those and getting those to my community that wouldn't necessarily see those posted otherwise is important, been important to me the last few days. And actually I have another, a second email going out today or tomorrow with even more resources that I've seen up here. But the, the thing that I'm working on is helping theaters get to a place where the accessibility for parent artists gets all the way to the audition level. Because if you can't have parent artists audition, you can't have parent artists in your process because they are not in front of you. Right. So that's one of the big things I heard a lot about is the like, well, I would audition, but I can't just find childcare. I can't pay someone for four hours to come to an audition. There's that that resource. So I've been sending out emails. I'm going to actually use this time to continue to do that, to ask people, do you have time right now for a phone call? Do you have time right now for a Zoom chat or something to really use this time as a way to have these conversations with people in a time that they may have some time for that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the conversations that I'm working on and really hoping for are helping theaters figure out a way to provide at least a day for their general auditions or for their callbacks where childcare is provided on site and where they have the option for parent artists. If you know, in their emails, they can say, Hey, if you come on this day or sign up for your general on this day, you can drop your kid at our, at the childcare and pick them back up when you're done. And it's at no or very little cost to the artist. I don't know if we'll be able to start with no cost, but very little cost, or at least much less than paying a nanny or babysitter for four or five hours when you're only going to a half hour, you know, at home when you're going going to a half hour audition. So um, that's the big goal for me is A, the resources, and then B, starting these conversations about how we can get parents in front of the auditioners in the first place. Right. I like the idea of using this time if, you know, if everybody has it, not everybody does, but for those who have it, of using this time to sort of lay the groundwork so that when things get rolling again, maybe they're rolling in a slightly different direction that is it's it's solving some of these problems that or these challenges that you've identified. The resources are going to be even more oh, I don't want to say limited, but the resources are going to be even more challenging to come by for us, you know, we're we're all out of work. We're all losing money. We're all, you know, there's all those factors so that this is going to be a really important service for these companies to provide. 
And I know they're also, right, I understand that the companies are also losing money and that they're going to be in, in a place too. So working on a way to come together as a community will hopefully be a thing when we when we come back from this, that we can all work together. Like, you know, you want all these artists to come in and see you. If you provide childcare, they can do that. Here's how we can make that happen so that it doesn't cost either party an arm and a leg, you know, to really make sure that we're supporting each other from both sides. And I think that's knowing our community. I think that these conversations are going to be very easy to have. I think everyone's really going to want to support each other when we come back. And I, I mean, I, I think we have no choice but to take it that way and do it that way. Right. Pamela, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would like to talk about before we close? If you have like a pro tip that you could offer a new parent artist or theater administrator or something you've done professionally that's worked out really well for you or anything else that, that you'd like to touch on before we wrap up? I always want to say to the both the producers and the parent artists, you know, never be afraid to ask. I know it's so scary to ask for something that you need when your job is on the line in a way. Um, but it never hurts to ask because the worst they're going to say is we can't do that right now. And then you, you can reach out to your community and to pal reps or, and to find the support externally, but it never hurts to ask someone. You know, I was I was afraid for a long time when, when my daughter was really little to be like, I just need to bring her with me for half an hour and then my husband will come pick her up, you know. I was afraid to ask those things. So I would scramble and find other ways to do it and would drive around and drop her. And what, you know, one day I was finally like, can I just have her in rehearsal for half an hour? And my production manager was like, sure. (laughs) You know, why was I doing all that work when he said, sure. And granted he could have said no in that moment. And, and I could have had to then scramble. It never hurts to ask because I have found in my experience that, People are willing to work with you on those things. But if you don't ask, they're not going to know that you need that assistance. And if you don't know how to ask, I, you know, there are people, your reps, whoever else will have those conversations with you on how to open that conversation, how to start that conversation, how to send that email, how to have that phone call. Those of us who have asked and have had success in asking for those things and for asking what we need in that area. Never be afraid to ask. Yes, I love this idea of asking for help or coaching around how to ask because I think some of us are socialized to not do that and having the support of other people who have either done it or can help you walk through that is a really lovely way to encourage you know, community support. It was making me laugh when you said the, the 30 minutes because I feel like those tiny bits of time are always the hardest because it's just it's just like a tiny block of time you need someone to cover and it's not really worth calling a babysitter to come over and stay at your house for just like a 30 minute gap i was an actor in a production a couple of years ago and i finally just asked the director to shift the rehearsal start time 30 minutes And luckily we were in a small enough cast that people could be accommodating in that way. It made a huge difference to me. It made my life so much easier. I was so stressed by just that 30 minute window. It's incredible what that can do for you for your stress level, just to be Mm -hmm. able to be like, I'm just going to have my kiddo with me for the first 30 minutes and they're going to be picked up and that's fine. I just had an actor during our tech process on this last show bring their two kids with them 
and they're like, mom's going to pick them up in an hour. I've set them up in the, you know, quiet room with some games. I'm like, great. <laughs> like, right. The peace of mind that that brings that you haven't had to like, just kind of overhaul their day either to make mm-hmm. that happen, to have to change their world so much, you know, to, to make that happen where it's just like, nope, you're going to get in the car with me and we're going to go to the theater and then mom will come get you in an hour. You know, that is such a relief as a parent I've learned. Um, Absolutely. And so when, when, and more often than not, especially for those small time frames, I have found that the theaters are absolutely fine with that. It's hard for them to say no when you already have the plan in place where you're like, here's the plan. Because <laughs> mm. parents, we always have the plan. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, here's the plan. I'm going to, my kid is going to come with me. They're going to be here for this amount of time. This is who's picking them up. This is how I'm going to handle it. And the theaters are like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so. You're right. That part of your day being taken care of and not thrown off kilter is just so nice and keeps you more focused as a performer or a stage manager or whoever in the room because you know that it's all taken care of and you're not worrying about what's going on outside of the room. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Please see our website, artiststopbox.org, for more information. We are on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter.